You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Oh, Father, we just give you all the thanks and all the glory and all the praise for you're worthy of all of it, God. You really are the one that matters. So many times we place things in front of you, ahead of you, and get our priorities just messed up. But God, you're it. You're the Lord, strong and mighty. You're the one that leads us and cares for us. You're our good shepherd. And so, Father, I just pray this morning. I just pray peace. I pray peace over every life, over every heart, over every situation. I pray peace over every mind, every family, every child. Father, your peace is whole. Your peace is all-encompassing. Your peace. Your peace is strong. And I just declare that it settles down right now. I pray peace over storms right now. I just say peace, be still. Settle in, rest in Jesus. He's the savior, you're not. You can't save yourself. Settle in and rest in who he is. He is the prince of peace. And he's here to meet with you. He's the Prince of Peace and He lives in you. Wants to make Himself strong on your behalf. And I just felt this word Him say, Stop trying to fight this on your own. I'm the Savior, I'm the Mighty One. It's me. So I declare peace over your life and let strength enter in as you rest in who he is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are everything, everything, everything that we need. And you're more than we could even imagine. (laughs) You're so good. We love you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That peace is just tangible right now. Wow. You can be seated. Wow. Sorry, I have to take my earrings out because it's going to annoy you if I don't. It's hitting the microphone. Try to be girly, but... Thank you, Jesus. Father, I know that you have a word for us today. And God, I just pray that as the word goes forth, Father, it just is what you want said and not my own agenda and not the things that I want said, but Father, it would just be you breathed. And that our hearts are open right now to hear what the Holy Spirit would say. And Father, I pray that your word, when it goes forth, Father, Father, 
that it brings life. It brings abundance, Father. It causes fruit to grow. That the word would go deep into our hearts. And Holy Spirit, you would reveal things to us in our life of exactly what you would want to speak to each individual person here today. And that, Father, we would leave here changed because of you, because of your presence, because of your glory, because of your love, and because of who you are. Father, that we would leave here today and not say that it was a good sermon and it was good worship, but that we met with God. And he changed my life. Speak to us today, God. Speak to us today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, I'm sorry, I'm a little wrecked up here, but... (laughs) You know, have you ever been in a place where you're struggling, you're really struggling, and you feel like, man, I have just met the end of my rope, like I... I don't know if I want to do this anymore. You're frustrated with where you're at, or I don't know, you're just, you're struggling. Disappointed, I don't know, you're just struggling. I was at that place not that long ago and I'd come home and I I was sitting on the couch and just like numb, you know? That feeling of just like, ugh, I don't, what am I even doing, you know? And I'm sitting there and I'm kind of just, Jared came in and said, oh, you're sulking? And I said, yeah, like, leave me to sulk. I... <laughs> he, he's not a man of many words, but he's a man of blunt words, and he just tells you like it is, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'm sulking, go away. So anyways, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm just kind of staring. I'm kind of looking out the window, and I, I'm kind of like not talking to God, but talking to God and not talking to him kind of thing, you know, just like, what's the point? What are we doing here, you know? And he says these words to me, Megan, remain. Remain. I'm like, remain? (laughs) Like he knew, like I just wanna, I just wanna give up, you know, remain. And I instantly remembered those words in the Bible, which I'm gonna read in a second, that says, remain in me as I remain in you, remain in me. So I'm gonna start in John 15, because I believe that it's a word for us. And man, I'm, I'm, I'm kinda, the Holy Spirit's been talking to me since this morning, so I'm kinda got a lot going on, because I think that there's a word for many people here today, but to encourage you, but in John 15, we'll start there. It says, verse one, it says, I am the true vine. And and this in itself is a powerful statement because when he says that this was shocking to them, this this was, he was making a statement. So I could stand up here and say, I am blonde. And all the blondes would say, I am blonde as well, right? 
Or I could say, I'm a good cook. And the ones that are good cooks say, I am a good cook as well. What Jesus is saying in this when he says, I am the vine, is he saying, I'm it. Like it, there isn't anyone else, it's me. Just like when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We looked at that one last week. When he said, I'm the way, the truth, there isn't anything else, it's me. So he's saying it in this part where he says, I am the vine. And they're like, whoa. And he says, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me and bears, that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You, have already, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Then he says, I prune every branch. Even while it's bearing fruit, I prune it and I thought, pruning's painful. But yet the Father does it, why? So that you'll bear more fruit. And I think that there's many times where we're going through things and it's painful and it hurts and it's like, what's going on? And, and I, I thought I was headed one way and things were going good and now all of a sudden I'm stuck in this painful place. And I think that it goes on to say, remain in me. Remain. There's gonna be some pruning that takes place. Remain in me because I think that there's times where it feels like I just want to back up. I just want to, I just want to go away. I just want to sit on the couch and sulk and say, I'm done. I'm done. What's the point? Remain. I know it's painful. I know you thought it would look different. I know, I know, I know. Remain. Remain. Remain in me so that you will bear more fruit. What's fruit? What is fruit? We say that lots, but I wonder what my perspective of fruit and what your perspective of fruit is. And I think, I think a lot of times our perspective of fruit is like, I'll have the things. I'll do the things, I'll be the person, I'll, I'll, and then God will elevate me and I will have fruit. They'll know me by my fruit. That's not what fruit is. In Galatians 5, uh-oh, my battery's going low. In Galatians 5, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Here's the fruit, love, joy, peace. Well, those are things we chase after in this world and sometimes we think we find it in status or we find it in wealth. No. This is the fruit the Holy Spirit produces in your life. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. He says, I prune for there will be more of this to come in your life. More joy, more peace, more kindness, more goodness. You're just going to keep developing more fruit. 
And then he goes on in John 15, verse 5, to say, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I think that's so important because there are times where we want to check out. I don't want to do this anymore. He says, you can't, you can, you can go and try and remain somewhere else. You can go and try and be somewhere else or find something else. You won't bear fruit there. You'll start to wither there. I'm it. There is no other vine. I'm it. Remain here. Remain here. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire and burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Disciples bear fruit. And you know what I think is amazing about this verse? It says, remain in me and you'll bear fruit. And a lot of times we think that we bear fruit by what the doing, but I got to strive more. I got to earn more. I got to be more. I got to, I got to do all the self-help things. I got to find all the things and I got to write down my intentions for the day. And I got to write down my intentions for the year. And I got to do all these things. And he says, oh, remain. Branches don't bear fruit because they strive for it. They remain connected to the vine. And some of us are exhausted and tired because you think or you're trying to do things outside of remaining connected to the vine. And in verse 9 it says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. Remain here. I love you. Remain here in this place. I know it seems painful, but this is the best place that you can be is right here in my love. And he says, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. The most amazing thing, the first he starts it with, remain in my love. The more that you know and you realize just how loved you are by the Father, the more you want to obey what he says. Because you're undone by how much he loves you. Because in that love, you recognize just how much you can trust him. Just how safe he is and how faithful he is. And then it ends with, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be complete. He says, I'm telling you to remain in me. 
I know you want to, I know you want to pull away. I know you want to get away. I know you want to run to whatever you want, whatever your thing is to run to. I know you want to do that. Thinking that it's going to appease you or give you peace or give you joy. It will not. I am telling you this right now. Remain in me so that the joy that I have will be in you and your joy will be complete. Stay here. Remain in me. And then I started to think about Psalms 91, which a lot of us know well. And so I went to it as I'm, as I'm hearing these words in my spirit, remain, Megan, remain, remain, remain. And just the first two verses say this, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. So I dug a little bit deeper. He who dwells, that word dwell means he who remains. Remain in the secret place. That word also means he who sits down in. And I kind of laughed to myself because I... I don't know if you've ever felt that, that antsiness of like, I just, I want to run. I don't want to do this. I want to shut off. I want to do all the things. And I felt like God was like, sit down, <laughs> sit down, settle, settle, chill. In that place where you're feeling, and I feel like there's others that are just like, oh, I just, I just want to cut and run. I just want to sit down. I know you feel antsy, but sit down in this place. Just God, I'm here. Okay, God, I don't know what else to do. It hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. I feel lost. My mind's going a mile a minute. Sit, sit here. This is the best place. I know you want to run, but there's nowhere else to run to. Sit here. It says, he who remains, he who sits down in, the secret place. What's the secret place? Your covering, your hiding place, your shelter, your protection. What do we run into? Why do we go running to other things? He who dwells in the secret place, it says, of the most high. Think about that. The most high. The high. He's the highest place. You can't go any higher than that. He says, if you just sit down, Megan, just sit down, just sit down, call on my name. The Bible says that when you call on his name, he saves you. Just call. When I don't feel anything, just call me. I promise you, I'm there. Every time you may not feel it, I'm there. I'm there. He's there. There's never been a time. David in the Bible said this too, but there's never been a time where I haven't called on God and He has shown up. I may not have felt it in the moment, but I've looked back and been like, oh my God, He was there. He says, sit down. <laughs> in the secret place, in your protection, in your hiding place. The crazy thing is a lot of times when we're hurting, we actually hide from him. When he's the one that's supposed to hide us. And it says, shall abide under the, under the shadow of the Almighty. Abide, what does that mean? To remain. <laughs> but this is interesting. It also means 
to rest, to spend the night, to lodge. (laughs) Are you feeling out of breath? Are you feeling like you need a break? Remain, guys, remain, remain. This is it. It says you'll remain in the shadow, which is your shade your defense in the shadow of the almighty who's the almighty the most powerful one you're it he's it and I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress the word fortress means a strong place when being hunted can't afford to be any other place but there but with him the bible says that the enemy runs around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour that sounds like somebody being hunted he says he's your fortress your strong place fortress also means absolute he's your absolute he's it started to think about his faithfulness and wanted to remind you about who he is and how faithful he is that when it does get tough and when the going does get tough that sometimes it's like I don't can I trust him? You can trust him because he's faithful. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful. By whom you were called to in the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. I wrote down just a few verses, but I promise you, if you were to look up faithful in the Bible, there are tons and tons of verses that say God is faithful. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, He who called you is faithful, who also will do it. Deuteronomy 7.9 says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. And then 2 Timothy 2.13, it says this, If we are unfaithful, He remains there's that word again he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is he he actually can't not be faithful because he is faithful it's who he is he can't be anything but faithful and I love it it says even when you're unfaithful he remains he remains so I can remain in him because he remains remain God is faithful and then this morning I felt God just take me to a verse I've read here not that long ago and I and I just 
I felt it from Psalm 73. And maybe this is for one person, and if it's one, for one person, it's enough. But verse one says, truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. That sounds like somebody who was starting to unplug starting to leave the place of remaining, of abiding in the vine, starting to move away. He says, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping, I was almost gone, for I envied the proud. When I saw them prosper despite their wickedness, they seemed to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and so strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. And I. That sounds like somebody that's hurting. It sounds like somebody that's like, I don't, I don't get, I don't get it, God. He goes on to talk about it. And then he says in verse 13, did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I tried to understand why the wicked prosper, but what a difficult task that is. Verse 17 says, then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. I'm trying to make sense of it. I'm trying to understand how this is going on. He says, but then I, I, I went into your presence and finally I saw something different. What did he say? I, I, I went back to that place. Like I said, I sat back down, sit down. Oh, I get it now. I was pulling away. I was disconnecting. And I, I felt like for some or that, that there's been those that are just like, oh, I'm just frustrated with life. I'm just, I'm just, I'm frustrated. Actually, I felt this. I felt that there are some that are frustrated with the call of God on their life. I'm frustrated that you called me to this. I thought it would be different. I wanted it to be different. I, how is this God's call for my life? And then for some, it wasn't that it was the call of God in their life. It was like, how come the call of God on my life led me to these things? How come I had to deal with this? How come, how come this, is, this is the things I've had to, and, and you've actually become offended and you've become bitter. And here's the thing, God began to deal with my own heart on this because this was me. It wasn't that I was mad at the call of God in my life. I, I'm thankful, but I became bitter about the places that the call took me, the things that I had to face that caused me to become disappointed, frustrated, angry, wanting to leave that place of remaining. God's saying, remain. There's more fruit to come. Remain, remain here, remain. 
And so for some of us that are, are, are whatever you're going through is like, I don't get it. I don't, I just want to, I just encourage you to hear the words of God. Remain in me. Remain in me. Look at, it goes on to say in, in Psalm 73, verse 21, he goes, then I realized after he'd been mad at the proud he says I was envying the proud I was looking around at that person and this person and they're not going through what I'm going through and man I wish I could have that life and how come they're doing so good and they don't feel pain and I'm trying to conduct my life and I'm trying to live this way and I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that and he says oh wait but then I realized my heart was bitter and I was all torn up inside shoot you know what I realized that I, I, you know we just came out of the Lord's prayer and, and, and releasing forgiveness daily right we, we, we learned about that to release forgiveness and I was just like release I release forgiveness to this person I release and Father bless them and I'm doing all this and I'm like I'm good and, and, and I, I'm, I'm not holding any in forgiveness and then God was like yeah but you're bitter and I'm like I'm not bitter against people and he said that's you're bitter about the things that you've had to face so maybe you're not bitter against people but maybe you're bitter of the position or the things that you've had to walk through lately. Or you're struggling on the inside with it and you feel torn up inside. Man. And he says, I was so foolish and ignorant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. He was like, no, you were sulking. (laughs) I was so foolish and ignorant. And so in this place where where he's opening up and he's recognizing, man, you're carrying these things and you're struggling and all of this and he says just recognize that there's bitterness there bitterness is poison and it will eventually poison everything and so then I just looked and I'm like oh my god I'm reading this I've read this so many times it's highlighted and marked in my bible I read it and I'm like, how did I miss it? <laughs> how did I miss it? And so then I immediately just began to go, God, thank you for the call of God on my life. Thank you that you've directed my steps and for every place, forgive me, Father, I repent for this. I repent for thinking that, my gosh, I was doing it on my own or facing these things on my own. You were always with me. I repent. I release this from my life and I just began to thank him. Thank me and thank you for the journey that you have taken me on and for how you've been with me and how you've loved me through it. And I, and I felt immediately this heaviness begin to lift. It was like, oh, I'm free again. <laughs> but not even recognizing that however, wherever, however I got there of like this heavy thing I carry and 
and let bitterness into my heart. And that took me to the place of sitting on my couch, staring out my window, saying, I don't, I don't even know what the point is. And this morning, just like worshiping him. And so many times we think life is about a destination. Like, where, where are you headed? What's your goals? What's your plans in life? You're going to get there? You're going to get there? It's, there's no destination. I hate to break it to you. He is. It's him. He's the destination. And so we get frustrated and, and, and concerned and we worry about these things. And he's like, hey, just look at me. You're worrying about tomorrow and you're worrying about, and I'm not saying making goals is a bad thing, don't get me wrong, but like you're worrying about things and looking to things and hope about your goals and setting it and we got to get there and then we get frustrated when we don't and what do you say, worry about tomorrow or worry about today, tomorrow has its own thing. Today is enough trouble, just look to me, remain here, remain, remain, remain. And there's so much freedom there's grace for you today and the faithful God who is faithful because he can't be anything else will lead and guide your steps tomorrow and lead and guide your steps the next day but today remain for today remain remain I just want to end with reading Psalms 91 over you so beautiful. He who dwells in the secret place, he who remains in the secret place of the Most High shall remain under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely, that means oh for sure, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Don't worry about tomorrow because for sure he's going to deliver you. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor by the arrow that flies by day nor by the pestilence that walks in darkness nor in the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the rewards of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. I just release the spirit of fear off of people's lives right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, where there has been fear and dread of things to come and fear and dread of plagues and fear and dread of, of what the government's doing and fear and dread of the things being said. In the name of Jesus, I loose that off of your life and I just declare peace that passes all understanding in Jesus' name. You will lay down and you will rise up full of rest in Jesus' name.
And the lies that the enemy has been speaking to you are being silenced right now in Jesus' name. You will remain. For he shall give his angels charge over you. Come on. Each one of you right now, there are angels. Every one of you in this room. Think about all the angels in this room right now. Standing over you, guarding you. Come on. To keep you. He shall give his angels charge of you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash a foot against, your st- against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me. What? Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Because he has remained. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And here you go, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. How? He that remained. He that remained. Father, thank you. Thank you for your faithful love. God, for your promises and your protection and your goodness towards us. God, you just adore us. (laughs) And it's incredible. God, I pray over anyone here that's been struggling with remaining, wanting to walk away, wanting to give up, wanting to connect to other things, wanting to just look for anything, Father. that the Holy Spirit, you're speaking to them right now to reconnect, to sit down and remain. As we just become undone by your faithfulness and your goodness. That Father, it's not about all the things we can do remaining connected to you. Reminded of the verse that says, are you tired? Are you tired? Worn out? Are you burned out by religion? What's religion? That's that striving, trying to earn it trying to be perfect, trying to do the things, trying to, are you tired? He says, get away with me and I'll show you a real rest. How do you get away with them? Remain. Sit down. And he says, I'll show you 
I think it's work with me, walk with me, work with me, see how I do it. How do you do that? Remain, remain, remain. Feel his presence in the room today? Wow. in that place of remaining. This, some people are like, well, how do I do it? Honestly, I just, I just sat back down and just said, God, I, I need you. And it was in that place he began to talk to me about my bitterness. I released that, wow. It was like freedom came to my heart again and I just was undone. You, you feel like you're on disconnect? Check your heart. But just that calling, calling back out to him and settling yourself back in his presence, I will remain here, God. I will remain connected to you. You're it, there isn't anything else. And I know there may be trouble ahead and I know there may be hard days ahead, but I'm looking to you. I will continue to tell myself I am looking to him. I'm not looking to anybody else or to anything else. It's you. And maybe for some of you, you just need to draw away in that moment when life just begins to spin and just go somewhere, shut the door and say, I remain, I remain, I remain with you. And then just begin to say, I, I receive that rest. I receive that peace. In the middle of everything going on, I receive it, God. I am remaining here. Because I know that you are faithful. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.